We may be witnessing the beginning of an era that will mean the complete annihilation of man. All right, it's uh, welcome to episode three. Is it was that three? Was that Slim? Did it, Slim sneak in? It, Slim's not here, but he will be guest hosting on episode seven. 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 Sim with the M at the end. Seven. He he uh, he. Right now he's at the Walmart, uh, and he couldn't join us today. So, um, welcome to episode three. Of the Navigating Dystopia podcast, I'm one of your hosts, Rob Goodwin. Joining me, as usual, are my partners in chaos and debauchery. Houston, we have a problem. Harris, bail faster. Uh, Jason, just pour the damn whiskey, Marlowe. And <laughs> Caleb, Jesus built my AR stutes. So, hi everybody. What's up? What's up? Uh, before we get to business, remember everybody subscribe to the podcast. If you're on iTunes, give us a rating, review, whatever, whatever platform you're on. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. Did we make it on Google? This yeah, yeah, actually, we're still there. Yeah, it took a while, but we're still on there. Still on Google. Apparently, we're also on iHeartRadio and Podbean. And as we like to say, eleven loyal listeners can't be wrong. So thank you for being here. Also, check out our website, navigatingdystopia.com. We have a Twitter at navdys at navdis so please get to our twitter follow us and let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast we will definitely listen to that and we have a very active facebook group that's facebook.com slash navigating dystopia and um we're gonna jump right in today how's everybody's week's been um what have you guys been up to what's new a rough week for me um well first, in general. first shouldn't we introduce our 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 guest yeah, how rude of us. Yes, that was very rude. Well, she's small. Everybody calm it's down. Look she's a, a guest in the room. She's a very <laughs> tiny person, and it's it's easy to miss. But uh, Houston brought his gorgeous bride. So I don't think it don't was you... bringing as much as being told I'm going to go to the show. Okay, well, you can tell our listeners. <laughs> I'm not letting you do one of these things again <laughs> unless can, I go. Houston, you can introduce your, your lovely bride and let everybody know why she's here. And she can even drag the mic over and... Uh, yeah talk a little bit herself oh, so I'm sure there, there's no over. rules here obviously no. it's gonna i won't be talking much i'm sure she's just gonna take it from me if so. you haven't noticed yet we don't have any rules so uh uh go ahead houston tell, tell us who you're uh, uh this is. is my wife uh eight years as of this week on the third so we had the glorious anniversary of being able to her walking around the house watching me sit in my office working because it's been that kind of damn week um but yeah i'm glad she could be here she heard both of the first podcast back to back didn't have to red pillar she's heard them and she came wanted more wanted to show up it was kind of weird so i didn't have to push it or sell it i was actually trying to keep her away from it and i said will you do me a favor just listen to part of this any critique you've got like hey kid speak up a little louder talking to me something like that and it came back with i'm not sure why i like this but i like it and i want more and i'm like well just so happens there's going to be more so why don't you let her tell it I'm sure it's better than the way yeah, you could. Yeah, she's used so. to me talking over her all the time and keeping her in the kitchen. Drag the mic over. She doesn't have headphones on, so hopefully uh, we'll, we'll have the levels okay. But uh, What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? She's a sorority girl. I'm so drunk right now. <laughs> no, oh, we forgot had... to talk about our host. Um, once again, the Navigating Dystopia podcast is brought to you by Scotch. 
we're already one drink into some Inverhouse scotch. So thank you, Inverhouse, for providing a very fine scotch blend. Green light. And uh, so this podcast is once again brought to you by Green Plaid Scotch at 11.55 a.m. It's almost noon, which, you know, here in the next few minutes will be completely justified in our partaking of these alcoholic beverages. I have and, to say uh, I'm really proud of Jason for drinking this late. <laughs> well, um, yeah. it, it's a late start for Jason. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to jump in there, but uh, t- take it away, Sid. Tell us why you're here and what the hell's going on. Tell us all the things that uh, Houston wouldn't say. So. Oh, gracious. Um, so, yeah. So um, I started you know, listening to the podcast and I absolutely loved it. Um, it's provocative and um, in a naughty way. It, not in a naughty way. Not in a naughty way. It just really starts making you think about okay, how corrupt is our government? And you know, this just this week I've been fighting local government, um, and I've seen the corruption there. And um, so yeah, so it's really scary to me to think that if local government is this corrupt. How corrupt can federal government be? And I don't think we can know just simply because it would blow our flipping minds. Like we, I don't Language. think, <laughs> I don't think that we could, um, honestly, it's, and this goes into the realm of what um, Caleb here deals with, but I don't think we, our minds could, could handle it because I think we would just, you know, implode. So, yeah, so that's why I'm here. I just kind of want to hang with you guys. Um, for listeners, the... Um, yes, Jason. Okay, I, I got inter- yeah. to interject. No life, right, so, no life. <clears throat> so, besides you being uh, Houston's wife, are you like yes. his deep state handler as well? Uh, I mean, you're just here to make sure that he gets That's need to know. The- oh, okay. That's <laughs> need to know. And I really don't want to hurt you. Okay. Because, see, okay. I'm also belted in, in karate and all that. So, okay. you know, right. you don't... Um, you have to be trained yeah. when you're watching over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Alex, you know. So yeah, for the listeners, I mean, I, I was listening and I thought, what kind of environment are these these guys in? I mean, it is like Rob has pimped this out. It is like an awesome office. We've got a woodwick candle burning. So if you hear crackling, <laughs> God, just and it smells glorious. So. That's a scotch, um, actually. It, well, yeah, it could be the scotch. So, so far, we're provocative and pimped. Yes. So, and yeah. smell good. This, and we yes. smell good. So yes. This, this is going in the right direction. So, She's it's earning awesome. her 20 bucks. So. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Well, great. So, well, yeah. Great. So, uh, everybody, let's, let's recap our weeks. Um, well, let me revisit the last episode. Here we go. Now, I had to step out. Oh. <laughs> and, well, first off. Shout out back to the wife for standing up to corruption this week. I am very proud of you for looking stop at, sucking up. It's looking okay. the man. Well, I'm. Hey, Houston, if I you didn't do, know this or not, I, she's a sure thing. I know, okay? but I got to get it where I can. You don't I mean, have brownie to, points. Yeah. Yeah, she's a sure thing. You don't yeah. have to stroke her ego anymore. Brownie points with just the for wife, you to get brownie something points with Jesus. Okay? that's what I go for. All right. <laughs> um, we are provocative. Remember, <laughs> yep. she she just gave she me is. the green light yeah. to say whatever the hell I want. Exactly. You know, a lot of people criticize me for dropping too many f bombs on episode one. But justifiably, I had a lot of pent up, built up mm-hmm. anger and aggression that I had to get out. And this has been the perfect medium to do that. Yeah. So for those of you who thought that was a little too aggressive, I'm sorry. But hey, we are provocative. 
Just so. don't call them sheep. You'll get banned. Yeah. Jason, Jason will tell you about his. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I leave because I had an appointment to be at for her. Mm-hmm. Had, to, had to leave to go to my handler. And I want to say I'm very proud of the three of you. You waited 97 seconds before you started <laughs> throwing my ass under the bus. And that impressed me. You waited that long. I use that as a measure of friendship. Oh. If, I, if we immediately went to throw me under the bus, you don't like me. That we had much. a 90 second countdown. So you countdown, like so, me a yeah. little bit. So I, I appreciate that. Bit. Well, now, and I tried f- to talk about you sooner, though. So oh, yeah. I know. I heard it. I heard it. In all fairness, <laughs> like 67 seconds of that was Rob fiddling with uh, trying to turn your mic off. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it just, yeah, it, just let me go with it. Just we're still, have we're still new to week. this, people. We're yeah. still new to this. It's been a rough week. Let me have the 97 seconds. Okay. Secondly, Q. Oh, what? You I had, gave my you, reason. You had seven days of sleep I've on this? Read, looked around, and everything, and I'm going to go with Michael Flynn. Michael? Oh, really? I'm going to go with Michael Flynn. I think it could have been a false flag that he was pushed out. Oh. He was National Security Advisor. He's got the background, he's got the education, he's got the experience, and he has the access. Uh, he's got several books on it. If you start looking into those books a little bit, it talks about how things should be communicated how a campaign should be run things like that so that's the horse i'm going to go with now keep in mind my disclaimer from the last episode whatever i say it's not going to be that person don't put money on this it will most definitely not be him now i can understand that though how you get that yeah for the same reason i didn't buy gold this week Mm. because it's at two thousand dollars and change because the minute i do all of it's going to start tanking again so if you need to buy gold do it now because if I buy it, it's going to drop. Or wait for me to buy it and then buy it. So you I buy it and Asara goes And then away. you short it. Yeah, yeah. And you'll be good. Yeah. The, the reserves. When you're with the deep yeah. state, they change things. They do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's been my week. All right, Jason. What's up with you, man? Um, the same old, same old. Um, actually, I did I did dive into, um, I found a new video on YouTube. Uh, was It was actually a video of a podcast, really. But it was a, a lady named <laughs> Rebecca Roth that had has new insight or I, I, I say new insight but she has written a book so she's kind of pushing the book but it's about um, the 9-11 conspiracy and she was a flight attendant for 30 years so she's taken the angle of you know there's a lot of inconsistencies with the calls from the planes and and that not not saying that some planes didn't hit the towers but they weren't commercial airliners you know um, so I got into that and started researching it and now I've watched like six videos of that so Cool. Tell me it was like CGI airplanes. No, no, I, I think they were. The I mean, tower. you know, even like she she got a lot of her pilot buddies and everything kind of, you know, mm-hmm. looking at everything. And they say, you know, we think that's a 767, but what's this big, huge bulge here, you know, underneath it? That's not something that's on a commercial airliner. And why were the planes really dark? You know, they weren't really like painted like American Airlines or whatever, you know, United, whatever went into the tower. So. They're thinking probably military jets because <clears throat> another part of the book she says, okay, you know, we hit a, you know, some uh, I don't know a duck or whatever a goose and you know it put a hole, you know, in in the front of the plane, a massive you know three foot hole, they had to come down. So it's, how would you put a plane through steel and concrete, you know, that wasn't reinforced, wasn't made to do to do that kind of damage? It was you know they were saying those extra. Uh, bulges were like extra fuel tanks to make you know more gas and all that stuff. So this this different take on interesting. It. Yep. Okay, well, uh, Caleb, how's your week been? How was the men's conference? Did you totally no, dominate I that? I haven't uh, spoke at the men's conference. Oh, yet. I thought last week you said you were about to go to a men's conference. Yeah, but that's next week. Oh, well, you, so you, did, I, you I didn't was two make weeks, that very clear. I was two weeks out from it then. 
there, uh, there is no conference. He is yeah, ne- there, there's next no week. It'll be two more weeks. And all right. Well, <laughs> so, so you've done nothing then. I've done absolutely. Nothing. Okay, good. So no. we're clear. But uh, I've been I've been doing a lot of you know just the the grunt work, doing some stuff for my you know my father and everything else. But then I've been doing some book editing, been um, helping some publishing companies and everything, get some of that done. So I haven't got a lot of sleep because of deadlines and things like that. But I'm here and I'm doing good. But you're here. But I'm here. Yeah. I'm li- I'm living. So I mean, my week wasn't really anything interesting. But I guess the most interesting thing was seeing Jake Paul get busted mm. by by the feds, <laughs> which was crazy. Because Rob sends me that video, and immediately I'm laughing because I know that like this guy's like every 12 year old girl in the world. See, I have no idea who him. this guy is. I just I'm, he's just a social media face. Told he's like a and, YouTube uh, guy. His, or whatever. his brother has a podcast that's pretty popular so how's he living in this freaking mansion that he was busted is that even his or youtube and so literally he makes he he makes like millions off of social media and youtube he got picked up by disney though He's doing something. He's been oh, doing did he get picked up by Disney? Disney? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and go figure. Yeah, when he of got course, busted. Disney, that's why he's wearing a damn pizza hoodie. jacket, yeah. hoodie or whatever. Yeah. Fucking pedo. Man, I mean, they brought in the whole military to come get him. And I was like, man, what did yeah, you that, do? That, that tells you that it's deeper than we even know right now. So Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you could just walk up to him with handcuffs and go, put this on. And he'd start crying immediately. I'm, to, I mean, to bring <laughs> that type of show... It and, wasn't even uh, like a yeah. SWAT car. It was like one of these cars that they can like take underwater to. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it was like the full terrain vehicle. Oh, it's like that thing they bring up in Die Hard. You know, like when they when they're coming to the tower or whatever. It's got all the big the big metal. Yes, honestly, that's like, what it was. Um, wow, it's like man, they're they're the bringing it all the guns. so it can't be blown up from underneath. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of you know, you know, social media and you know, did you guys see? Well, I guess not because we were talking about it briefly, but. Uh, Facebook removed a QAnon group that had nearly 200,000 members uh, this week. So, you know, uh, no free speech there, which was pretty crazy. So they really are going after Q and QAnon based social media um, groups and accounts. So that that is uh, continuing. But what I thought was really crazy was, uh, did you guys watch the Trump speech in Ohio? Yes. Well, I think there's a whole lot more to that. Well, who knows? But I think there's more to that speech. What I found interesting after, you know, speaking of QAnons. Um, so he's he's on this. Uh, he's speaking at this this place in uh, Ohio. And I'm trying to pull up the quote. Uh, he was talking about cutting out the middleman in, in the pharmaceutical markets. And we know that, you know, the pharmaceutical industry, Big Pharma, is one of the major players of the deep state and uh, the cabal. And, you know, we, we know that uh, their fingers are in everything is, you know, also with big food and big banks and all this stuff. And so he goes on to say uh, right after announcing that, that he uh, has a lot of enemies out there and this may be the last time you see him for a while, which is a strange comment coming from a president. Um, here, here's the exact quote. I have a lot of enemies out there. This may be the last time you see me for a while. Very, very rich families. They're not happy with what I am doing. Now, is what I am doing something even beyond? Is it like more of the big picture rather than just cutting out the middleman in pharmaceuticals? And here's two things that really make this strange. 
there was a picture going around of when the president left to go to that meeting uh, aboard uh, Marine One before he went to Ohio. There's a picture of what looks like his entire staff standing outside the White House, basically saying goodbye to him as he's leaving, which this went kind of viral as well. And why would they be doing that? And then um, lastly, as he's given the speech in Ohio, there's boxes behind him. That's his backdrop is boxes from this company. Apparently there's 17 of them. Did hmm. you see that? I did not see 17 that. boxes. And we all know what is the 17th letter of the alphabet? Q. So these kind of things pop up a lot through the Q movement. So uh, I think there's a whole lot more going on here. And then, you know, on top of that, we've got that uh, explosion in, in Beirut, which there's some strange things around that. There is now some video going around where it was actually uh, people have a missile caught coming down. And uh, what do you call it when you reverse a photograph? Inverse it. It's, it's, it's yeah. an, they, they've inversed the video. And uh, when you inverse it right before the explosion, you can see a little missile, what looks to be like a missile coming down and hitting the building. And uh, what, what was the name of the stuff that was inside Houston? Ammonium nitrate. Ammonium nitrate. And if you look into that first, they tried to pass it off as being fireworks, which, you know, <laughs> that was laughable. Uh, not, but with... Two Roman candles. Yeah. yeah. Pew, pew, uh, but pew, with pew, ammonium... Uh, black ammo cats. With the ammonium nitrate or whatever it is. Um, looking into that, you can... Uh, it's said that when these... When, when that compound does explode... It's more of a concussive kind of an explosion rather than just a big blast. And so you can really see it as it's exploding. It's really pushing away from the initial uh, It's made explosion. for more collateral damage right, versus right. specific laser type That was the same damage. stuff used in the Oklahoma City, yes, right? Yeah, yes. Timothy movie. But yeah. this was on such a greater scale, it's actually been listed as the third most powerful explosion in history. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's uh, crazy. Third behind the two... A bombs. Yeah. Uh, well, it's odd. The military has um, non-tactical nuclear bombs called daisy cutters that they'll drop from like a, a Hercules that come down on a parachute. When it gets to the right altitude, it explodes and it's made to just wipe out. And the those are normally what's considered just under an atomic bomb. I mean, these things are getting close to megatonnage, but it's just it's essentially just a big ass piece of dynamite. This was. Leaving deal. those in the dust. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, so we got that. And, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, circles back around to, you know, the QAnons were going ape shit over this stuff because a lot of them are saying that, you know, this is all part of the plan. You know, Trump saying that he's going to be going away for a while could be hinting to, you know, putting the Nasara plan in place, which, you know, that's the today's topic. We're going to go deep into that here in just a second. Um, is this part of the darkness? Yeah, it could be. The, some are saying it's part of the darkness. Uh, some still go back to this whole COVID thing is just a psyop to cover up what's actually going on with the human trafficking being uh, taken care of under the scenes and behind the scenes. And now it's setting the stage. And then another big thing was released about the Q clock pointed to today. And they're talking about Trump giving uh, there's going to be an announcement that he's going to give on his Twitter today that essentially is going to be something very, very provocative. I'm going to keep using that word today. <laughs> so keep an eye on that. And because it, it, it points at the Q clock to today's date, 8-7, uh, 
uh, concerning a particular uh, tweet that he's going to send today, kind of being his last tweet or his, you know, a significant tweet of the day. So keep your eyes peeled for that, because who the hell knows? And and then lastly, another big thing that's happened this week is supposed big, big social media accounts, sort of in a reversal. Uh, a lot of big social media accounts are being allegedly exposed as pulling away from the Q movement and being exposed as sort of their own psyop in their own right. And the biggest one that's being accused is educating liberals, which I'm sure we all follow. Uh, Dylan from educating liberals, a lot of people are coming out and saying that that he's just a hack. He, he's pulled away from the Q movement and some saying or he's being exposed as, you know, sort of this reverse psyop there and for discreditation yeah and and so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of accounts now that are coming out and sort of turning against the q movement like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. just this last week a lot of big accounts so then i think that feeds into the media narrative that we talked about last week where you know big media mainstream media is attacking the q movement and bringing it to the mainstream we talked about when when the mainstream media goes after something and mocks it, that typically means that they're scared. So they've got to create disinformation about it and make it look like a conspiracy theory. And we talked about that. But uh, there's so many weird things going on right now in so many directions this stuff goes. And so now they're, you know, calling it kind of a, a clown psyop with uh, or a botch psyop with with Q. And uh, which still seems weird to me that if this thing is a fake and it's a psyop or reverse psyop, then, you know, Q, ac- Q almost single handedly, you know, or accidentally even united the world against human trafficking, the deep state, you know, all this satanic child sacrifice bullshit, uh, the globalist bankers and created this legion of digital warriors that we talked about that woke up millions. And uh, if that's a psyop, it wasn't a very well done one because it, you know, really woke up a lot of people. I don't think the four of us or the five of us now would even be sitting here if it wasn't for some of the stuff that was ex- exposed by the QAnons out there to to bring to to bring light to all this stuff. So, well, I know Jason exposing himself to me was what got me here. <laughs> was that a red pill or? It's true. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> sort of like my dog's red rocket. Is that exactly. <laughs> Lipstick town. Well, to me, okay, the Q thing, right? So. So many Q drops say this is not a normal four-year election. This is you know not just another four-year election. Trump's tweeted that so many times, and now for him, with what 80, 90 days away from mm-hmm. the election, to say, "Hey, you're not going to see me for a while." Mm-hmm. When any other election, that's when everybody's out All shaking hands. I mean, is you know, can I get in front of the camera anywhere? Kissing hands and shaking yeah. babies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's just really weird to me. Yeah. So anyway, there's some there's some crazy stuff going on in the news. And, you know, I don't think anybody's got it nailed down to concrete what the hell's going on. So it's one of those weird sort of, uh, you know, weeks that is leading towards something. But I don't think anybody really knows except for those who are directly involved. So, well, if there's if there's some sort of dramatic, provocative tweet today from him, I hope it's makes sense and isn't like extra mayo please i mean what the hell is that gonna be i mean i want something tangible. i like it when he does that though and two weeks yeah. from now something happens with mayo that's like <laughs> fucking groundbreaking <laughs> so the, the media is going to come out and say he's such an idiot he's talking about mayo what a dork and then two weeks later you Duke's know some buys everybody 600 yeah. freaking children are found you know tied up in a mayo Hellman. factory somewhere Hellman's. Right. Hellman's yeah. is responsible for well, the global that sponsorship sex trafficking you know 
issue. So anyway, okay. I don't I want to take up too much time. I want to jump into this because we have a lot to talk about. Houston's going to um, make up for his uh, inconsistencies and his inability to make a fucking decision last week. I prefer week. to be noncommittal. So uh, he's going to talk. Uh, he's going to kind of uh, bring us into the Nasara thing. And just to recap, Nasara. Uh, for those who didn't listen last week, and if you haven't, listen to last week. It's fun, especially the end when we make fun of Houston. My wife and, endorses it. Uh, yes, and Houston's wife endorses. See, we have a we have a a fifth party in here today that actually, you know, uh, what does it say when you it endorses what we're doing and, and gives us an honest review, and it was not coerced. So uh, we know that wives don't do that anyway; they call the shots. So yes, ma'am. So Nasara, uh, the National Economic Security and Reformation Act, and if you know for outside the United States, that's the Global Economic Security and Reformation Act. And uh, Houston's going to take us into that. It basically, if enacted, uh, uh, forgives credit card debt, mortgage debt, and other bank debt from illegal banking, abolishes income tax, abolishes the IRS. Uh, returns constitutional law. I'm just giving some of the highlights here. Basically ends the Federal Reserve, brings the money back to the U.S. Treasury, um, eliminates the Federal Reserve banking system uh, that the cabal runs, um, establishes world peace, uh, brings enormous sums of money for humanitarian purposes, releases uh, a lot of technologies, patents for new technologies that uh, for alternative energy and the curing of diseases and all this stuff. So on paper, it sounds like this incredible new age of prosperity and uh, turning everything that was bad right. But there's a, some other ways you can look at it too, and that's gonna we're gonna come around to that when we talk to Caleb a little bit about the biblical ramifications of that. But uh, Houston, what what do you have to take us into that realm? Well, I've put together. Oh God, a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. He's got his high school Hold thesis on. in his hands right <laughs> yeah. now. Houston's got a fucking like notebook full of shit, which means I need another drink. And what, you know, Jason's what, already looking for the bottle. If you refer to yeah, image so. 3.5 on slide 12. All right, well. You made us a PowerPoint. If you can pull out your okay, laptop. Okay. So here's, no, that's here's a Microsoft cra- product. I will not use that. Here's the crazy part about this. Like Houston's like super tech guy. And he's got like all it's these notes on he's paper. Got, he's got post-it notes. Handwritten. <laughs> stuck to paper. his wife's forehead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, so Nasara, Nasara, Nasiri, N- oh, Nasara. Is this is already sounding yeah. like that boring lecture it's, that I'd never yeah. said. Oh, it's definitely going to be school. a lecture. Definitely going to be a lecture. Nasara, part one. Yes. <laughs> hey, Jason, <laughs> while, while, while Houston is stammering on about God knows what, will you pour me a drink? <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> All right, so from the bits and pieces I've found on different sources. National Economic Security and Recovery Act was the original name. Right, right. And then they switched it to Reformation, or it's one of those things or which depends on what document you're looking at. Rob's got it. You want my notes? <laughs> uh, was a set of proposed And what I don't know is, is that was that on purpose? Are they trying well, to... Well, see, and I've got okay. that in here because right. there's like three... I, I wondered about that. There's three versions of it okay. now. So uh, it was set and proposed economic reforms for the United States during the 1990s by Harvey Francis Bernard. Bernard claimed that this proposal, which included replacing income tax, national sales tax, et cetera, interest rates, so on and so forth, would help get us back on track. And that money would go back to being backed by actual commoditized metals, gold, silver, platinum, et cetera. So the gold standard. The gold standard. Primarily gold and silver. And we move away from fiat into com- fiat that, the money. The car company? or uh, not, the, not the car oh. company. Uh, money that actually doesn't have anything back in it. 
So that's what banks normally use. So the banks are trying to get us to move toward a credit system versus a backed money system. And that's caused inflation and everything else. And then that would have been, I think, um, Roosevelt uh, in the 40s when all that went into act. Uh, and then that was coming out of the Depression. They were trying to find ways to not let that happen again, all that kind of crazy stuff. So it's all interrelated. Uh, these rabbit holes go deep. Uh, so the theory, he put it together and he actually sent it to Congress. He printed books, sent them to Congress and thought just on its merit that it would be picked up. So he outlined, uh, now he was, he was born in 41, passed away in 2005, uh, Louisiana State uh, University graduate in systems philosophy, engineering, consulting, he was a teacher. He created it in the 80s, printed a thousand copies. Uh, it was titled Draining the Swamp. Wow. I find that really interesting. That, we hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, this is getting provocative. Yes, very much so. <laughs> uh, we need to know the candle. Um, Wait a minute. Is this Pee Wee's Playhouse where, like, every time you say the word, I'm like, <laughs> If it is, and it should be. <laughs> Thanks for, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, Write you, that down, no, which Caleb. Uh, which currently writing. <laughs> All right. So um, here I also found this interesting. This is another you just completely dated different us, Sid. rabbit I mean, hole. Oh, yeah. Caleb has no idea who the hell Pee Wee is. <laughs> he was he probably. I'm sure he is. Pee-wee on the list. Yeah. He's convicted and dead. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's already marked. He, he's not in Gitmo. He's already been executed. If Keanu like, Reeves has been tracked down, he's dead. Right? Yeah. Pee-wee is swinging from yeah. a bridge in Cuba right now with a sign on him. <laughs> so Nassar has since become better known as the subject of a cult-like conspiracy theory promoted by, I never say her name right, Shaney Candace Goodwin. Goodwin. Ooh, oh, God. Goodwin. Damn it, your also, cousin Ross? Son yeah. of a... Also known as Dove exposed. of Oneness. The so what? Dove of Oneness was like her code name. So Is that what my last name means? Dove of Couldn't one? tell you. Yeah, it could be, though. We'll, we'll start calling you the Rob the Dove of Oneness Goodwin. That'd so be I, a I gift. Think we that would name. be a gift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I found it interesting that uh, last name was the same. So Dove Now, a way to... Uh, in everything that we've talked about so far, one of the ways that people have... Um, in some of the reading that I've done, they describe, don't look at it as, hey, we're going to go shut down all the banks and tell them they're a bunch of assholes and shamey finger on you for being bad. It's more of, oh, you've got a mortgage. We're taking this fund and we're going to go to the bank and we're going to buy out your loan and forgive it. So it's more of debt forgiveness coming from the government to reset everything. But it's not like go burn the damn bank down. We're not going to have banks. Right. So here locally, I use People's Bank. They're good people. Are they touched by this? Probably. Do I think they need to be shut down? No, we still need banks for things, but the way their business works will change. So it's more of... So it's a reset to zero. It's a reset to zero, but it's actually the debt will be paid on your behalf. And I like that idea better than chaotic anarchy. I'll use a Rob word. Fuck you people. We're right. shutting it all down. I'm sorry. Yeah, you take a loss on that. It, this seems like a cleaner way to do it, and that also ties back into how Q seems to be taking approaches to things of trying to be moral and ethical to the best of the ability. Now, what I find interesting to touch on what Rob touched about earlier about COVID being potentially a mask for this, pun intended, is I've always looked at COVID as being a huge pain in the ass. But if I step back and as I'm reading this, it caused me to reset my thinking on COVID. All right, so is this the opportunity to keep everybody stand still? Let's do this. Now, the liberals, they've taken it and ran with it and bastardize it That's and everything because else they're stupid my people as you would say <laughs> have taken it and ran with it and and 
cause other problems. All those Kens and Karens out yes, there with exactly. their damn masks. But I'm starting to look at it as a as a cover. Because if you compare that to H1N1 with Obama, high death toll, no real media talk about it at all. Versus COVID, now the death toll's increasing, but when you measure them t- time period to time period, they don't equate. Right. So but when is you look it at- really increasing because we have those inflated yes. numbers and you know, yeah. we don't really know what the true numbers are. Still think are. the whole thing's a psyop, just like Sid's talking about. I think the yeah. whole thing is bullshit. Yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's bullshit, but it could be a, a psyop, a positive one, in order to allow things to happen. Oh, this, for this, sure. This yeah, I mean, on. but it's still we, we're suffering for it. But Absolutely. But with any new birth comes pain. So That's now, what poignant. I find interesting is when you look at the events during the epidemic of H1N1 versus COVID. So POTUS does press briefings. Do you remember Obama getting up there and doing big speeches? No, because nobody no. gave a shit. Yeah. He it wasn't even said. We've been all over it. President's been all over it. Stimulus package for Americans. H1N1? No. no. Yes, we had one. And, and on that, the stimulus thing, you know, we say, why are we talking about these trillion dollar stimulus packages? Mm-hmm. Save the damn money and put everybody back to work. Yes. This may be a stupid question. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, because you've really been digging into this, do you think that the president is so flippant on the stimulus package because he knows there's going to be such a great influx of money it coming that back way. into the economy that, that it, it's it, like if another trillion's nothing? So, yeah. you know, the, the, the good businessman that makes the great deals that doesn't yeah. like to spend. When he first, in, back in 2016, all we heard about it was how he was negotiating the price of a Boeing 747 mm-hmm. or whatever because he could, wanted to bring the cost down. And it, 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 the media even almost made fun of him because he was so obsessed with getting a good deal. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, he's just like, Two trillion stimulus bucket. You know why not? That's is that because Nassar is going to happen, and he's like, "This is just a drop in the bucket." Who cares or, at this or point? Just, that's just a distraction. Why, or, why yeah. bother me with this trivial? I mean, do you stuff think that? Do you think this? that's possible? It feels like that. Now, and now that's the fun part about all this. You can only say it feels, so it becomes once again a probability wave. Wait, what's the probability starting to dictate? It's the numbers are starting to add up that it's leaning this way, and still not. But the more it gets weighted, the more it starts to head that direction. And then I won't even get into group consciousness where you can make it happen by No, get into thinking. that. All right. So <laughs> with the theory of, of group consciousness that we're all connected, this is the namaste, the Buddhist approach to things. I'm Christian. Caleb's but, already but still, pissed. He's getting angry already. <laughs> That's why I said I'm Caleb. Uh, Caleb, I'm Christian. Don't, don't I'm going to refute all this um, after he's done yeah. talking. <laughs> that, or can yeah. you put a biblical spin on it? Yeah. I, 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 the, the high... Sorry to keep interjecting, but this whole elevated consciousness, mm-hmm. high frequency people versus low frequency people, yes. I know you're going into that right now. I also want to know if if that could be a spiritual, biblical thing. Oh, and I think it can be. I think you can you can bring that to it because if you, with biblically, it's well, I'm talking you know King James version. Let's go that route. It talks God is within you because if it ain't King, I mean, yeah. because if it ain't because if it ain't King it ain't James, real. it's not real. real. Slim, get out of our recording <laughs> Sorry, studio. No, I'll, I'll go back to Walmart. <laughs> so you get it that God is is within us and that we are connected to God. I mean, there, there's sure, verses about sure. that. So that can imply a collective consciousness, a collective connection to each other. Um, so when you start looking at uh, one of the comments I like is you're not a soul with a body you're or you're not a body with a soul you're a soul with a body there, there's a very the soul is everlasting 
We just happen to be in this experience in this vessel at this point. So once we leave this vessel, I don't want to think that energy just dissipates and it is no more. It's got to go somewhere and do something. So they're finding that there is a connection between every physical thing. If we're made of wave fronts in quantum mechanics, the table that's in front of me is connected to me just by being in the same physical space. So when like you, the force. With like the force. When Ooh. you when you <laughs> look force. at and when you look at particles that are entangled, you can have two particles that are entangled. They can be light years apart and if you touch one, you influence one, the other one light years away is instantaneously affected as well. The butterfly effect. Ish. Well, that Ish. was Ashton, Ashton Kutcher did that movie, and he's a pedophile. Oh, totally. Yeah, this yeah, is not yeah, the yeah. Po- podcast you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. They'll go away. <laughs> so for me, when you start looking at how can you influence your We your need tomorrow, to have a Star Wars podcast yes. episode, Caleb. With, with positive thinking, which I am horrible at. I am definitely not good at that. Uh, you can ask the wife who's in the room. With positive thinking, you can influence tomorrow by simply focusing and envisioning something and have an impact on that. That your real wife or your deep state wife, which I'm not allowed to say. Okay. Yeah, you could have to ask her. What am I allowed to say? Uh, um, Quotation marks, wife. So you start to get a tipping effect, and and even if we remove the group consciousness out, out of it, and you just say, you line up a bunch of people. If you give them enough information, you give them enough of a way to think they start tipping to a direction if you just look at the physical world it could be happening there so could nasara could nasara happen simply because we start to desire it and we manifest it physically by saying that may have been a bullshit conspiracy theory but why don't we make that happen that sounds great you right. get enough behind it it's going to happen so it doesn't even have to be a consciousness thing but they've proven the conscious exists they're looking for ways now to be able to move your consciousness into a computer and then back into a body. I mean, these things are already happening and I'm not convinced that they haven't happened because even though we watch technology from World War II to present day escalate quickly, it only is, it only appears to be allowed to escalate in certain verticals where it's allowed to. Like cell phone where we can get messaging out to you. But you're sitting here telling me that my cell phone's got all this tech built into it, can do this and all these calculations, but you can't send somebody to the moon again. Right. I mean, it, there's, there's just inconsistencies in the storyline. So I think certain things have been held back. We won't even get into, you know, combustion engines versus electric and batteries and all. I mean, it's, just, it's nuts. So uh, getting back to, to the COVID piece, when you look at government-backed loans suspended, that didn't happen in H1N1. Uh, FHA foreclosures uh, and eviction suspended, that didn't happen in H1N1. And I'm just going to read the rest of the list and just know it didn't happen in H1N1. Uh, student loan debt eliminated. Nope. Mortgage eliminated. Nope, these things are happening. People are showing up going, uh, my mortgage has this acronym listed on it and it's now zeroed out. Student loans is a yep. big one right now yep. too. Uh, countries shutting down. USA on quarantine. The stock exchange floor shutting down. You ever heard that even? It happened. That's never happened. Um, banks, um, branches closed down for, for more than three days. I mean, I had paperwork I had to sign. They're like, we can't see you for Here like locally, two Bank of America, oh, yeah. certain Bank of America branches were closed for days on end. Yep. That's Resignation legit. of top CEOs. Why? Tons. Where are they going? Tons. Every day there's a new one. Yep. And you don't get a reason why. It's just stepping down. Right. Bill Gates, for example, resigned. You know, I mean, that that's not recent, recent, but... That's because he's lizard people. He's lizard people. Uh, 
tax return extended deadlines. I mean, that was like all because of COVID. You can't sit here and fill a form out online and get this done. No, let's go into extensions. And no the penalties. rumor that Trump has taken over the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. actually, and, and brought it to yep. the U.S. Treasury. And those stimulus checks that are going out are signed by Donald Trump, which is yes. unprecedented. Yes. And don't believe the bullshit that he just wanted his name on it to no. pad his ego. That's bullshit. No. 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 There's something to that. Well, the, 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 the Reserve is a privately owned entity it's not even attached to the government so no. how do you suddenly have federal the federal reserve is having, owned by globalist bankers that control yeah. the fucking world yeah uh call for national emergency didn't happen monarchy's crumbling uk right now i i mean just the the monarchy in the uk when trump goes there and they're like walk in front of us that was actually against the law to do and sh- and that whole thing Prince with the royal family's freaky yeah. Right oh now. yeah yeah uh, vatican being raided what, Lord knows what they found in there. I mean, thousands of years ago. And it's rumored that when Trump visited the Vatican, he asked the Pope where his red shoes were. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Mm. Hollywood That's melting down? That's some shit. That's some gangster shit yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hollywood melting down. You know, E-Entertainment News just yeah. shut down after 29 years because mm-hmm. what the hell are they going to have to talk yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. You know? All right, so now, and here's my favorite. The media, their general tone during H1N was kind of chill. So like, Okay, yeah, here's something happening. But now you can't turn on any channel or platform without it just being insane. Everybody's dying bodies in the streets. Yeah, and everything I talked about there was documented. uh, All those come from March 1st. And I'm going to give a website uh, at the end of this where everybody can go to and get a much clearer understanding um, of this than I can possibly dig into. Uh, So the general thought and status is on March 9th of 2000, a written quorum call was hand-delivered by Delta Force and Navy SEALs to 15 members of U.S. Senate and the House who who had co-sponsored and sponsored Nassara. They were escorted um, to the voting chambers. They passed the bill. Now, at that point, it was called the National Economic Security and Reformation Act, which is what we're hearing now. Now, I have found this called the National Economic Economic Security and Recovery Act, NASARA. I found where it's called the National Economic Stability and Recovery Act, still NASARA. National Economic Security and Reformation Act, still NASARA. A lot of, let's say people against this are trying to fight it, deep state cabal, my people as you would say, are (laughs) part of the disinformation is they keep calling it different things to go, can't be real you can't even pick a name to follow you know as a way to try to discredit it uh the next steps uh, to announce it uh nasara many uh, powerful groups have tried to prevent the the implementation um governments crimes high treason white knights are working this is supposedly a group that's been going on since i think the 70s which have been trying to working behind the scenes to make this happen um and i'm going to get to something that i did not know and watched and it was one of those that sends chills uh so this goes toward 9-11 that 9-11 around that time it was supposed to be announced and implemented and then suddenly 9-11 happens in order to blunt stop it yeah, so at 10 a.m on 9-11 it was supposed to be enacted and yep. then at 8 46 9-11 happens that psyop and uh what else happened uh what what was 8 46 the exact amount of time that the George Floyd was allegedly, mm. you know, held under the knee was for eight minutes. Because you know everything's about symbolism and all the it's about numerology. So yeah, eight forty-six, but it was supposed to be ten a.m. That's the rumor. Yeah. 
There's all kinds of rumors behind it. You know, Bill Clinton was held at gunpoint by the military yep. to sign it in. All these, all these different. Yeah, and and some of that you're not going to know. But oh, it's one no. of those we of, don't know. which is real. But what I find interesting is you see this consistent pattern of anybody who speaks out too public uh, publicly about it suddenly is like died of a heart attack, suicide. Oh, great. Hung themselves. Yeah. You know, so we're done. You know, <laughs> my affairs are in order, by the way, babe. So don't worry about it. That's why you got mine aren't. That's yeah. why you got this assignment, Houston. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've never <laughs> even had an affair. <laughs> What's Nasara? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what, what you're talking about. <laughs> so a good Biden, first Biden 2020. I'm riding with Biden, baby. <laughs> yeah. So a good example of this is Tim Russert. Do we remember him? Yeah. Reporter. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Tim Russert. He understood that there were problems with the 9-11 story. Just a uh, little. He had his first interview with Dick Cheney at Camp David just after 9-11, like within a couple of weeks. He questioned him tonight because he recognized incon- inaccuracies in the story from the beginning. You can find the interview on YouTube if you search 2002, Tim Russert interviews Dick Cheney. During that time, you got both of them just sitting there talking. It, I wouldn't say there's really hard questions asked. But there's enough to make it provocative. There's enough to make you go, well, you're touching a, a sore spot there. And you watch Cheney get a little uncomfortable from time to time. Uh, so as that's happening, it just so happens that um, a few years later, about six years later, Tim dies. Heart attack at 58. Because he didn't let it go. He kept pushing it. So at some point, let's get you out of here. You know, Because right. you're hitting the quick too much. So we need to get rid of you. Um, so I, that's one of the things that becomes a marker for me, a signal for me is when this many types of negative things happen around something, what are you trying to hide? You know, I equate this to one of my kids. You're not supposed to take food in your room. Well, if you're sneaking around doing stuff and then lying to me, I may not know what you're doing, but you've raised a red flag enough for me to now go, okay, now, now you've caused me to start the investigation. So sit down, let's talk about what's going on. And you start to dig. If you just simply done this, or said, hey, I'm still hungry. This happened this week, by the way, if you can't tell. <laughs> if if you just simply walked in and said, I'm still hungry, well, then get some food, child. It's not a problem. But don't go sneaking in the kitchen, sound like a little rat in the cabinet, thinking I can't hear you from the living room, and then trying to sneak food to your room before food doesn't go. You're supposed to eat in the kitchen. Just say, I'm hungry and get food. It's the same thing here. Everything scales up. Just like as Sid was referring to earlier with her battle with local city government this week, if that crap happens at that level, you can't even begin to imagine just how bad it gets as it scales up larger and larger. The numbers get to a point, if you just look at the monetary pieces, where you can't even fathom the concept of how much you're talking about at that point. Um, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delicately, with, since we've got a candle here in this episode of The View today, I'm going to delicately walk into uh, Caleb's area, Mark of the Beast. So a lot of people are like, is this the Mark of the Beast? Is this New World Order? And the general tone is from, let's say, the conservative side that it's not the Mark of the Beast. It's not New World Order. It's basically resetting to what it should have been anyway that we've been taken advantage of. We've been raped financially, and I don't use that word lightly. Um, and we're trying to get it reset back to where it is. And it's more about fairness and peace. Um, and then some of the elements that are taking place with the president if you recall early stages of covid he talked about we're enacting the defense production act when that came online and he keeps referring to that that 
categorization of events that opens up that allows the president to do things that he normally could not do. The minute that was enacted, think of it as a toggle switch of on off. It's usually used in wartime. It means I can now start doing things and I don't have to get permission. I've heard that term used. It's yeah. uh, Nassar on steroids. Yeah. Basically, yes. it gives him unlimited yeah. ability. In, in cert- so he can then look at a drug company, and this is how they did it for COVID, look at a drug company and say, I don't care if you got paying clients for these, you're going to stop production, you're making this, and you have to do it. Right. Or that, or we just shut you down, or we take you over and do this. So it opens up a completely larger area to allow for executive orders to come in that don't have to go to Congress, don't have to go to the House, they don't have to get turned into to, to law. Uh, so the resource I'm going to ask you to go to, and then I'm going to hand it over to Caleb, is beachbroadcast.com. This lady, she's also known as Santa Surfing on Twitter. Follow her. If you go to her, to beachbroadcast.com, she's got blog posts, video she's also video. Santa Surfing on YouTube, too. Yeah. yeah. She kills it. I mean, she most of the information I'm looking at, she breaks it down, gives examples. It's not just somebody like me sitting here rattling off the few things I've and heard. she ties it back to QPost. Ties it back to all of, yeah. yeah. It's, she does an incredible job with it. Um, and then we can, after we do, you know, Caleb's, you know, Mark of the Beast and and you're thinking on this, I've got listed out the different uh, functions of Nassar, what it includes that Rob touched on earlier. And we can look at those onesie twosie or just open floor. That's pretty much everything I've got at this point. Okay, my thing with Nassara, just to, to put it in simple layman's terms, and these are my questions for Caleb. Whenever you see something in life that is seems way too good to be true, it usually is. So, you know, to walk through this quickly, if Nassara were, you know, they talk about, uh, they say that when this gets enacted, the president will be on Air Force One Everything will go dark. He will take over the emergency broadcast system. He will basically come on the emergency broadcast system and say, my fellow Americans, do not panic. Everything is okay. You know, there's a massive change occurring. Evil's being put to rest, blah, 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 whatever the verbiage is. And that's basically the point where the old is done with, the evil is vanquished, and Nasara is put in place, and we are basically brought into this uh, era of prosperity um, that some are even saying, they're using these terms, a thousand years of prosperity. And uh, all the things that Houston talk about get enacted. Your, your debt is gone. You know, you know the, the, the evil is put to rest. The human trafficking is dead and dark to light. Um, and I would even add in there, it, it even harkens back to like the the Jewish Jubilee, the right, every seven right. year reset. Well, to, to that point, a lot of biblical scholars, uh, prophecy uh, gurus out there are frantically releasing videos and, and putting out articles. And they're saying, whoa, hold the phone. This isn't uh, a good thing. This is actually a whole nother psyop. And what they're saying is, and, and I'll, may, I'll, I'll do the simple layman's term, and then I'll let Caleb tell us. They talk about, in Revelation 13, you know, the mark of the beast. And uh, it's talked about, you know, you won't be able to buy nor sell. And, and when these things happen, and the way I look at it is like, 
you know, if, if the cabal gets through this and they get what they want and Trump doesn't get the reelection and he doesn't bring Nassar into action, that the, they're basically going to make, you know, make it a mandate that everybody must be vaccinated and that vaccination will use nanotechnology that will put nano tracing in everybody and then they can basically turn off your ability to buy or sell. We see this cash shortage, this chain shortage where uh, one viewpoint is we're trying to go to a cashless society, but then the Nasara viewpoint is, no, it's because we're making the conversion over to this rainbow currency and the switch is happening, so it's a good thing. So there, there's this camp that says it's this phenomenal thing, then there's this other camp that's saying, no, this is actually worse than what we're going through, if you can imagine that, which kind of is weird to me as well. But what they're saying that some of these pastors are saying, in Revelation 13, this reference to the beast of the sea, and the beast of the earth. And they're saying that the beast of the sea is the current corrupt system that we've been chained to for multiple decades. And that that's will switch over when Nasara is enacted. That's actually a bad thing. That takes us to the beast of the earth, which is actually taking us from something that's terrible to something that's even worse. And they're saying this thousand years of prosperity is actually the, the Antichrist version of Christ's thousand-year millennial reign once the rapture occurs. You know, some say before the tribulation, some say during the tribulation, whatever. Um, so don't get too excited because even though in this world, Nasara would be wonderful, it's still of this world and it's actually going from something really bad to something that looks great, but it's actually even worse. So, Caleb, what the hell? What the hell are we supposed to believe? Can there be this massive period of prosperity and goodness before Christ returns to to take his church? I mean, explain how this shit works. All right, so... First of all, we're going to have to do a lot of breaking things down before I can even get into explanations, my thinking, things like Give that. Give us so, the layman's version, the, the typical right. listener's version. So let's, let's first break down things that have been said about Trump himself. So Trump has been called not only by, um, you know, prophets, even people that prophesied his presidency years before he even ran for president. Um, the Simpsons it, don't count. Back all the way back to prophecy of Trump being president goes all the way back to 2011, and uh, so we look at that, and then what they're saying, and a lot of people are comparing in the spiritual, like more religious side of things, compare Trump to a King Cyrus. So who was King Cyrus? King Cyrus was was the king who took over um, over Babylon's rule over Israel. And so Babylon, we know from the Bible, was the most evil rule that Israel had ever been under. And they were persecuted. They were being killed. And King Cyrus comes and he allows Israel to be set free and says, go home and rebuild the temple. So Israel goes and they rebuild the temple and they have a time of of prosperity. And it's all because that this guy who wasn't even a believer says the Lord told me to send the people back for them to build their temple. And he still didn't believe in God after he said the Lord told him. <laughs> and, and, and the Bible says that the Lord used King Cyrus and he get, literally gives, in Isaiah, he gives a whole blessing over King Cyrus of because you've done this for my people, 
I, I'm going to bless everything you touch. I'm going to open doors that couldn't have been opened. I'm going to, I mean, a whole list of just blessings and the things that he's going to allow him to be as a ruler now. So a lot of people see that and what Trump did when he moved the embassy back to Jerusalem. So if you don't know spiritually, that is a big deal for Trump to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel instead of having it in Tel Aviv where it was. And so that was him. That was Trump making a statement of saying that the is the Israeli people. I don't care what Palestine thinks, yada yada. We're we're going to put the embassy here in Jerusalem and make that. That's what I recognize as the capital. And biblically, that will be the capital of the end times, Jerusalem. And I mean the New Jerusalem. When when Christ comes back, he's setting foot on the Mount of Olives, and it's going to be the New Jerusalem, and that's where his kingdom will be. So. The end times eschatology, we have to first understand that it's very Jerusalem driven because of the location, not necessarily because, yes, the Israelites were God's chosen people. But now as believers, we all become grafted in is what the Bible tells us. So now that I have some of that with the King Cyrus stuff and comparing Trump, if, you know, doing the same kind of thing, sending it back recognizing Jerusalem, recognizing Israel as the people that they are. And, and after that happened, the uh, the prime minister of Israel, the, he even said, he said, Trump has become a King Cyrus to us. Wow. And so those were his exact words out of his mouth, giving even more like a, a bunch of evangelicals, different people. They were they all, all of a sudden shot up and said, whoa, now on, he's now he's even saying I'm on fire now that Trump is like a King Cyrus. So another person that Trump has been compared to is King Josiah. King Josiah was eight years old when he became king. And later as he becomes king, we see that he, as he gets older, he commands to go clean out the temple. The, the rulers before him had all been evil and wicked and they brought in all these idols and it was a bunch of Satan worship, Baal worship, a bunch of killing babies, all that fun stuff. And Josiah comes in. They Well, find, that's relevant. <laughs> right. That Right. That is relevant. I mean, to me, abortion now is just modern day uh Molech and Baal worship, in my opinion. So I, I think it, it's just feeding more of the demonic powers that are in the world. If you don't believe that, that stuff there, it's there. <laughs> and uh, But anyways, Josiah, they clean the temple. They come to him with, with the scriptures. They say, hey, we found the old biblical scriptures. Here they are. And he starts reading them. It would have been the Torah or pieces of the Torah at that time. And he says, we haven't been doing anything that this says at all. God's wrath must be upon us. And he's and he literally makes it his mission over the next long span of time to clean out everything that the kings before him had done that were not following Christ's commands so, or God's commands at that time. And so starting by he killed off the wicked priests that were Satan worshipers. He he burned down temples, he burned down the Asher poles. He went to the the they had literally at that time there was a mountain of idols. He destroyed the entire mountain of idol. It was called the mountain of iniquity. And he destroys the entire thing. And we see that God blesses his rule again and gives Israel a time of prosperity. And he says, from the mouth of God says, there was never a king like Josiah, nor would there ever be because of his want to say, we've messed up. I'm totally going into repentance and totally changing what we're doing. And so... I bring those up because it's going into the prosperity part of, I think Trump has done a lot of things. I'm not saying Trump is like some great 
Christian guy or whatever, you know, his views, he, I still don't even know what they are sometimes. Right. Um, I want to believe he's a, you know, believer, a Christian, but he could be whatever. And, but at the same time, I understand that Cyrus wasn't a believer at all and God blessed him and he blessed his nation because he helped the people of Israel. And that's always been something too, you know, we, well, over, over, God has often used people of questionable character and background. 100%. Paul. And turned the, them around. And Paul, one to, of the greatest right. apostles, was a murderer of Christians. I and, mean. Yeah, exactly. Think about when he got to heaven and everybody's like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> like all, all the people that he killed, they're like, oh, he's here. I know come you. On, come on. But yeah, so if you don't think that God uses people that, you know, are not the most reputable, then you're wrong because he uses anybody. He used a donkey to talk to Paul. So to get his attention. And uh, so we so now that I broke down Trump a little bit. Now. I'll bring in some more of the end time things. So one of the big things with this is, is the mark of the beast upon us? Is it, is it coming? Okay. The, the people that think that the mark of the beast is close. I want to say this to you. Just read revelation one through 13 again. That's all you had. Just, just those few. It's really not long. It's not that many words, chapters, that gives you an order of things that are going to happen. Now, in between, there is one part of the vision of the Christ. And it's where John is obviously seeing the affliction of Mary, different things like that. But other than that, we have a general timeline of things that are going to happen. Now, whether your eschatology falls to, because here's where it gets tricky as well. Nowhere else in the Bible do we take a vision or a dream as the literal, like that's that's what happened. It always represents something else. Now, the numbers stay the same, different things like that. Just like when Joseph interprets the dreams of, of Pharaoh, he says there'll be seven years of famine, there'll be seven years of, you know, prosper. So we, we know that things like that stay consistent, but we never in a dream or vision in the Bible say, well, that's exactly what it's going to look like. Usually it stands for things. Now, there are other people with their eschatology view that they go like half and half. Well, I think that the vision of heaven was literally what heaven would look like, but I don't know if the beast and those kind of things, if that's what's going to, if that's what's going to be, you know, is a literal beast coming out of the sea or is it talking about the systematic uprising of the Antichrist? Well, well to that point, when you take the word sea mm-hmm. in that context back to Greek, it better translates to from the people. Mm-hmm. Well, the sea is symbolic sea, of people. Sea always normally represented also biblically Gentiles. So we know that a, a lot of people try to say that, well, the Antichrist is going to be Jewish because whatever. I, that Literally the backing of the Antichrist being Jewish just because Jesus was Jewish is, is a horrible defense. He's going to be somebody most likely out of the revised Roman Empire, like we, I think we've talked about that a little bit before. Yeah, I've, I've always taught he, he's going to come out of the revived Roman Empire. Yeah. It, and so, because of that, a lot of people think that it might even be uh, the Pope. I actually had something interesting uh, pulled up before it was. L- let me just read this to you really quick. Or it says so. Pope is this is a Latin word, and I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, Vicarius Filii Dei. These three words are Latin for Vicar of the Son of God. 
uh, vicar as a substitute, a person who acts in the place of another. So they're trying to say that, well, he's the speaker for God since God isn't here. But since this is a Roman power, it this, this writer says... Um, it is only logical that the method of computation would be in Roman numerals taken numerically. The papal title is seen to be 666 of Vicarious Fidelity Day. So if you numerically take that name, it goes over to 666. Now, I'm not saying to get too deep into that, but there's something there. And, you know, I have my own qualms with the Catholic Church. Well, the Catholic it, Church has been compromised. I Catholic mean, it's Church, so freaking listen, evil. It's it, just like a, it's it's where the deep state launders freaking money through the Vatican. The Pope is a piece of shit. He's, right. The, the, his temple looks like a damn freaking snake. They've got freaking satanic symbols everywhere. Pedophilia logos on the robes. The Pope's wearing red shoes. That's an evil bastard, right? Right. There's so many of the, of the Catholic Church's doctrine. Now, if you're Catholic and you're listening to this, do not tune out right now. <laughs> there is hope. They're, they're <laughs> but, gone. They're gone. They <laughs> They're, they're gone. They're like, hang on a second. He said something about the Pope and something about six. I don't even believe any of that. Um, so many Catholic doctrines are just they're so they're so skewed. Like like I told you guys before, I I was in a debate with a Chaldean Catholic priest, and he tried to defend to me praying to Mary. He tried to defend to me the kissing the feet of statues that they have in their churches and different things. And I said. That's brother. That's just modern day idolatry. And he was like, "Oh no, well, like these statues, they represent the the people of God, these saints and different." I was like, "Well, last time I checked, we don't worship saints. No, but the the attributes and the characteristics of God were with those people, and so we recognize that as a, an attribute of Christ." And I was like, "Well, if you believe that the Christian belief is the Holy Spirit now is inside of us, we are now to display the attributes of Christ and not a statue." And he was like. Uh, sure. Uh, and and then the whole praying to Mary, of course, I always, the simplest statement is if the Bible tells me that Jesus is at the right hand of the father, constantly making intercession for me, why do I need somebody else to pray for me? Right. You don't, I mean, Jesus is literally praying for you 24 seven until his return. So I don't think I need Mary to do any prayers for me because she can't hear him. (laughs) Anyways. So back to the mark of the beast here. We're taking the order of Revelation 1 to 13. What are the things that have to take place before the mark of the beast ever even comes? Because there are a lot of things that have to happen before the mark of the beast is even, is even enacted. Now, if you're one of these pre-trib rapture believers, I'm sorry, I'm going to bust your bubble a little bit. Okay, be gentle because like my, my dad is pre-trib. Okay. And, and he's a good man. And, and he says fuck. Does he say fuck? Because Caleb's oh, dad does not say fuck. I, I've, I've heard him say, yeah, worse. Uh, but but so, he is also the man responsible for me <laughs> re- retaining my Christian faith even after a period of doubt. Now, so. here's, the, here, here's the good thing about pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib rapture is that it's a minor doctrine. You're not going to heaven or hell. I'm glad you whether, said I was hoping you were going to say that. Right. It is a minor doctrine. I think belief. that's an excellent point. What, explain that real fast. So there's a difference in the Bible in minor and major doctrine. Major doctrine are the things that these are the beliefs for your salvation and basic Christianity. So it's the belief of number one, Jesus was the Christ. He came, he died, he was resurrected, he was born of a virgin. Those are major doctrines. You start to change those things, you fall into heresy. The minor doctrines are going to be your things like 
pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, post-tribulation, when you think Christ's return is going to be. Because the Bible tells us that no one knows the day of his return. Jesus even said, the son doesn't even know, only the father knows the day of the return. And so that is a mi- that's a minor doctrine belief. Um, another minor doctrine belief would be uh, women in ministry. So there are a lot of churches that are against a woman being a leader in the church or a teacher or whatever that might be. Um, can, some, you know, can I, can a I lot eat of pork. I can eat pork, right? Yeah, you can eat pork. That's I'm that's not, not going, even a doctor. I'm not going to you're hell. Not Jewish, are oh, you? You ask the Southern Baptists, <laughs> or you ask uh, some people about that, and they're like, "You're going to hell for eating that pork, buddy." I've got I've got tattoos, and I and I swear sometimes I'm okay. Sometimes, right? sometimes. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you're going to be okay. You're in a fact, guest here, okay. <laughs> so so those are things that Caleb, I, I I have oh, a question. Yeah, I have ahead. a question. Yeah. Okay, so as she drags the mic over, yeah. I'm taking this shit over. Yeah, this is this is excuse, where I draw the line. She's got me. two scotches in her. It's no. time to get this shit on the okay, road. Okay, so she said, "I hate you already." <laughs> no, I love you. You're my favorite one on the show. Oh, thank oh you. my! I'm just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. My husband is. Um. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So you say a major doctrine is, um, you know, believing that Jesus Christ came, died for your sins. Well, you know, the the Jews do not believe that, but they are the chosen people. Right. So, well, so tell me how that works. I don't want to go off on a rabbit hole. Right. Well, just be. So, so salvation is only through faith in Christ. So there, there's a misconception that just because the Jews are God's chosen people that they just get a free pass to heaven. And he never says that in the Bible. So it, it, it's never a case. That's why we have now Messianic Jews who believe in the Christ. They still hold to Jewish tradition, but they claim Jesus as Savior and, and Lord. And in fact, the 144,000 it speaks of in Revelation will be Jews who then say, because there will be a point where the Antichrist says, bow down to me. And it says at that moment, 144,000 will realize and say that Jesus was the Christ and that they had made a mistake. And so it's it's always faith by, and that's what Paul taught even to the Jews is he, he talks to them. He says, you're holding these traditions in the Jewish, but I tell you that the Messiah has already come. G- the, Jesus, the, he, he tells them the one that you murdered was the Christ, but now we have seen him resurrected and we have the evidences among us. And he even gives the numbers of those who saw him, touched him after his re- uh, resurrection in the thousands. And so, uh, yeah, just because they're God's chosen people. And that's why I say that, your, your view on Israel, just because we are supposed to be a defender of Israel and they are God's chosen people, never does that substitute for their salvation in any kind of way. So it always has to still come through just like anyone else, the belief in Christ. Now, now let's, I want to clarify Christ. Mm-hmm. Christ is not his last name. Christ, no, Christ is not his last that name. Is, that is the title that we that give is, the messianic figure but he of had Jesus. To, but he had to earn the And title. Jesus wasn't his name either. Yeah, but he had to earn the title. <laughs> He had to die and resur- self-resurrect in order to claim the title. Right. Correct? So in Revel, yeah, in Revelation, it even tells us it says, you know, who is they? They bring the seal, and so that's what I'm saying. Read the beginning of Revelation where they they bring the 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 seven sealed scroll, and they it says there was a cry in heaven of who is worthy to open the seal. Now you think that since everything comes from God, He can just open it, right? But it says the Lamb who was slain and has now overcome the world is now worthy to, and the scroll is given to Jesus. So it, there's something in the, and that's one of the mysteries of God, that there was something literally in his death that not only in our salvation, but literally 
overcoming the world and sin and being that flesh and, and and going through everything that we went through and still being perfect now he's worthy to unlock these scrolls of the end time and and, and call his people up and so it's a really crazy concept but it says it clearly in revel revel uh stuttering here revelation and uh so anyways revelation one we see the scrolls being broken leading all the way up to the mark of the beast so what are things that are going to happen well we see the four horsemen come and that is something that's going to have to happen before the mark of the beast ever happens. This is different than the Metallica song. This is different Why? than the. See, this I is where would... the Metallica gets their stuff from, though. Okay, it's the biblical. Okay. But I, I was thinking that you know the WWE's not even. Are they even performing <laughs> right now? <laughs> the, so so the four the four horsemen are going to have to come in. You know I really don't think that I have time to break down every single one of these things that's going to lead up to the beast. But to to give a short context of things that's going to happen. Number one, before the mark of the beast ever happens. One third of the population is going to be wiped out. That's what Revelation tells us. It says that a third of the stars, a third of the sun, a third of the moon. This says that the waters will become bitter. Men will die. Some kind of something is going to hit the earth called Wormwood, whether you think that's the comet or whatever you want to think that is. But one third of the population will no longer be here. Now, I don't know about you. But we haven't lost a whole one third of seven billion plus people yet. And it sure as hell ain't COVID nineteen. And it sure as heck isn't COVID, right? So it's that's already. So let me just put that now, in your mind right be, now. Could that be the deep state throughout the world being brought to punishment and judgment and execution? There's a lot of evil people. Man, you never know. There's a lot that's of what I'm evil saying, people. Is that, so so all, I, all I know is that the population all is I know is that I am going to stick to the number of being a one third of the population taken out. But as far as the metaphor of what is happening in that, it, it's up for you to read and for you to decide really for yourself. And that's what I want to encourage anybody listening is that go into Revelation yourself and I'm going to tell you these things and, and you're going to find it in scripture the same way that, that I'm telling you. And you're going to be like, man, it does say a, a third of the population is going to be gone before the Antichrist even gets onto the scene and so what happens is after all of this is when the antichrist comes and it says that he's going to have the answers to everything he's going to perform miracles and people are going to worship him and eventually after he has some rule he'll have a seven-year rule and he will proclaim that he is god and that you should bow to him but before that when he starts when, when antichrist does come onto the scene now a third of the population has been taken out he's go now putting in place the mark of the beast system well, the Bible tells us at that time that three angels make an appearance. Now, let, and let me hold you there for a second. Right. Now, for him to come on the scene, mm -hmm. it also states an unsolvable problem that we can't fix has to exist. Yeah, I mean, I'd say a third of the population's solves. death yep. would be. So a... he comes in and, and solves <laughs> right. that problem, thus us looking. Right. So he's. That's what I'm saying. Is he's going to have the that's answers? The miracles, to, that was that, me. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's the miracles. That's the answers. I mean, that's if the... some dude just shows up right now, going, "Hey, watch this magic trick," I'm like, "Yeah, buddy, I got stuff to do." Right. But if there's a problem solved, you got my attention. Right. Now. And that's why we always focus so heavily. What's bad is that as Americans, we've formed a bad eschatology because we think the world revolves around us. And so we've become very self-centered. Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, listen. I, I, I'm one of the biggest patriots in the whole world. There's no country like the USA. But I hate to bring it to you. The world does not revolve as far as God. He does not revolve around the US and he doesn't have to move on what the US does. So... What's going to happen before the Mark of the Beast happens is literally, it's not just going to be an American reformation like Nassar or whatever. And that might even be bigger than America, but it's literally going to be a full worldwide 
thing that has happened to where, like I said, a third of the population is gone. The water has gone bitter. The and it's. I mean, the signs in Revelation, like, like I said, I really don't have the time to go through 13 chapters of, of all the crap that's going to happen. But it's so, so many things and then the Antichrist. And so this, this argument of, well, this is the mark of the beast. Now, I'm not telling you that chips and different things like that are not the precursors and the vessels that will one day be used for the mark of the beast. That's not what I'm saying in any way. I have no idea. I just know the Bible tells me it's going to be a mark and name or a number. That mark could be a chip. Who knows? And I'm just telling you that until you start read Revelation for yourself and then the first few chapters of the seals, once you start seeing the signs of the seals, then start looking to the mark, specifically a big one, a third of the population dying. But if you're one of the the pre-trib, people um i'll i'll give you this really fast just something to to chew on second thessalonians paul i like to get a lot of my end time belief from paul paul is a whole lot less confusing on what's going to happen when he speaks on the end times but one statement that he makes in second thessalonians 2 3 he says let no one deceive you in any way for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness the antichrist is revealed the son of destruction so a lot of people think that he when he's saying that day he's talking about the return of christ coming and, and grabbing us paul is saying here that that day isn't coming until the Antichrist is made known. And so, I'm just reading scripture. You can argue with that however you want to. Talk to the Lord about it however oh, you want to. Oh, somebody will. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, they will, right. But now, the and, thing and is, is that... Wrote, he wrote that letter to correct the misunderstanding of the previous letter by that particular group he sent the first letter to. Right, and First Thessalonians is what some people get the pre-tribulation rapture from. So, Paul, the, Paul starts talking about the end-time belief, and, and then some people are like... Oh, well, that kind of sounds like it's pre-trib, but then he writes Second Thessalonians, and he's like, "No, do not be deceived. You're going to have to go through it." And then when the man of lawlessness comes, which is all, the other name for the Antichrist, is then look to Christ's return. So Paul knew that it wasn't this. Paul wasn't non-accustomed to pain. He had been to jail. He worked his butt off, and. He, he wasn't looking for Christ to just come and, and swoop him up and just... He didn't think that Jesus was coming back tomorrow. And I think that that's an important part of this podcast and why we've even... You know, when we started it, we talked about, man, preparing ourselves, really navigating dystopia. And what's that going to be like when... What if you are living to the through the tribulation? Are you able to navigate your way? Are, are you really in, in your word enough to... so? I mean, because you can believe pre-trib and just think that you'll be gone and not have to navigate through it, or the two other beliefs of mid and post-trib, which are also a majority in those two. Um, well, now, we're, we're in a fallen world regardless. We, right, and we are in a fallen world regardless. So it's, how are we, how are we supposed to, to get all through these things? So my, my short kind of summing this all up, because I've talked a lot, is that the mark of the beast, in my opinion, is not you will know the signs of when it comes. I, the mark of the beast is not going to be snuck up on you. In fact, the revelation tells us it will be a choice. When the third angel comes, it will be revealed that when you take the mark, there there has to be a part of the mark also that is a denial of Christ. So when you see something that comes up that's, hey, you need this microchip also, you need to deny all religions. 
that will probably be the term that's used instead of just deny Christ. So, so if all, like in a year from now, this evolves right. and they say, we've got the, the vaccine mm-hmm. and, you know, just like the stupid mask, everybody should have it. You get that freaking garden gnome Fauci up there and Bill Gates and all these people and God forbid if Biden's the president and says, okay, uh, executive order, mandate for the safety of everyone. That's Mm -hmm. the way they do it. We all must take this vaccine so we're all safe. And we've, let's say we've moved to that cashless society like that look like we're moving toward. And they say, now in order to board a plane, you have to show proof of the vaccine. To, in order to put your kid in school, you have to have proof of the vaccine. And then if they say in order to you know participate in commerce, buy and sell, or we'll shut your shit off, isn't that a blatant reference to Revelation 13 right there? It, would that not be the, I, the, the sign, even if they don't again, reference religion? I, again, I'm going to have to s- stick more closely to, to the scriptures when I, I'm going to say that unless it involves me denying Christ, and I'm not saying that I'm a fan of any of these vaccines. I'm not. I mean, I don't. I don't want any of that stuff. Um, well, basically, if they say your life as you know it, you're cut off from society. Mm-hmm. You, if if you cannot buy nor sell, think about the extension of that. You, right. But if you can't pay your electric bill, the, you can't pay your water bill. You mm-hmm. can't buy groceries. You can't pay your mortgage. You can't pay your utilities. You you can't feed your children. You can't go to work. You mm-hmm. can't. You can't do anything. You can't mm-hmm. do public transportation. You can't do nothing. Would that not be proof right there that uh, I am a complete non-human at this point unless I take this? All right. To to that point, though, and Jason, you and I are are all over this every day. How many times do you download software and you user agreement? The EULA? (laughs) I'm not reading this crap. It's 5,000 pages. Agree. Agree. So if they say, here, sign this document to show that you took it as proof for our files. And now here's, you know. That could be the agreement right there because you not read the whole thing mm-hmm. because they put it in a phrasing that right. you don't realize. So I, I don't think it's going to be to, put your hand not on the Bible and swear that you don't love Jesus. Well, I don't think well, it's going to be that. I, I think that, I think that revelation did, is more clear though is that every single person will have the knowledge of what well, no, of what choice, is happening. What I mean, like it's it, it clearly says that every person will know the choice that's being made. What's going to be like COVID is right now. There's going to be a point where it's going to be voluntary, but they're going to encourage, encourage, encourage. But what if all of a sudden it's 2022 and president freaking Biden walks up there, the deep state puppet that he is and say, okay, new executive order, because you're not listening since you're not social distancing and you're not wearing your mask. And so many of you crazy right wingers refuse to take the vaccine. That makes us all safe. New order you must take it or you will no longer be able to participate in commerce. That would be a blatant, now it's A or B, you make a choice. If you say no, you are discommunicated from the world. To me, that would be a holy shit revelation moment where I have to make a conscious choice. So, so let me bring up, just, just really quick, I'll bring up this one point. So. I, I, I hear I hear what you're saying and coming from also what I'd say to that is that the you have to think of the the first church Christians that again are we talking on a level that's just the United States doing that to us oh no I, I mean obviously if, if anybody that thinks that Joe Biden is thinking for Joe Biden is full of shit I mean so if so if, if, if they started saying that and it was a global scale 
then I would start looking to well, say, know, okay. Everything that America's doing right now with this COVID bullshit, all this, the whole psyops, it all goes back to communist China. So that's where the WHO, everything ties back to China. And, and if, if it's a, a, a cooperation between the United States and China and Russia and the Middle East, all saying, and then the, the WHO backs it and uh, the, the CDC backs it and Bill Gates found the Gates Foundation backs it and everybody is, is, is united, then, yeah, that tells me this is a global thing. Now, this is where we need to get the boat back into the water. Okay, we, we can keep debating this all we want. And, and for the context of, of part two, what I want to know, what I think what the listeners want to know is, can this prosperity of Nasara be okay? I mean, and can we have a period of prosperity? Biblically, can we have this long period where things are freaking fantastic? Evil is vanquished, right is put into the forefront, and we have this period, period, or does everything biblically say, no, as Christians, it's about living in a persecuted, fallen world, and this period of prosperity is a freaking con job to suck you in. Caleb, before you jump on that, what I want to remind us is, I, I, I think you can have a period of prosperity. That, Ult- that's what I want to know. Yes. Yeah. Ultimately, the players don't change. Rob is still Rob. Jason's still Jason. I'm still the asshole that I am. It may work for a while. I think it's clear that I'm the asshole here. Okay. So, okay. Two assholes in a room. Sounds like a joke. Ultimately, we're still flawed individual people, and we will. we could have prosperity, but we will revert back to this chaos because we cannot maintain it. True. I, I just want to give credit to... I want to keep everything sort of neutral. There are some brilliant biblical scholars in the landscape saying, warning, warning, don't fall into this Nasara trap. It is a con job to take your soul. This is not biblical. There cannot be this long period of prosperity. This is the precursor to nothing but a freaking Titanic shitstorm of bullshit. And I want Caleb to say, so, it's okay if Nassara gets enacted. Your debt gets wiped out. So, your mortgage gets wiped out. Your, your student loan gets wiped out. You no longer have debt. We, we're now curing cancer. We're running our cars on freaking tap water. Everything is great. Can that biblically still be okay? So, let, I, I'm gonna so there one. is no yeah, room okay. for estrogen here. It I have a lot like of to say You just gotta jump in. Go you just gotta well, jump in. I don't want to be rude. Be rude. You know we okay. are. I want you to start Jesus. hitting us when okay. it's <laughs> Now well, I'm thinking you didn't listen okay. to one and two. It, no, I totally did. But you guys are test. You're very big. You have muscles full of testosterone. It's just a bucket of estrogen here. So, anyway, okay. So, to your point, and I'm just thinking philosophically here. What the fuck does it matter? Because we can't change it. So if all of this Because it might come down to a decision. That's my whole point. Okay, so my dad is a Southern Baptist to his core. I have grown up in the Southern Baptist church. It was, oh, and times are coming. The rapture's going to happen to the point to where I'm seven years old looking up in the sky saying, God, don't, don't come right now because I got this big thing coming that I'm really excited about tomorrow. So, you know, it's in the end, though, 
we have a decision, but ultimately the decision has already been made on our parts. If if that makes any sense, because God knows, so predestination. Ooh, yes, predestination. predestination. That's going to have to be a whole other episode. <laughs> so, so what does it matter? If Nasara is a good thing or a bad thing, or you know, I'm just trying to get in the listeners' head the whole I, other I, ten. I listeners agree with you. Here. I'm just trying to raise an argument for the right. listener that's saying, "Oh, but Pastor Rick said, right?" Uh, because I know that if if Nasara is enacted, I'm still in control of my own destiny, my belief system. My thing is, if 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 a if a black SUV ultimately pulls up to my front door. And it's two big guys in, in suits with sunglasses on. And Dr. John is standing next to them saying, okay, we've given you ample opportunity here. I'm being a little facetious. Right. And they say, you need to be vaccinated or you're just going to be living in a tent out in the middle of the woods because you're cut off from everything. To me, that's a glaring. Yeah. Now, to that same listener that you're, you're trying to help them hear this, I would say the same thing that Caleb said a minute ago. You're not called a flock for any other reason other than you're supposed to be guided by this shepherd who's been appointed to your church. You got to be real damn careful how he got appointed to that church, why he got appointed to that church, what message he's preaching, if it's hate or love and all that. Absolutely. So you don't have to sit there in the pew going, oh, preacher Bob said it, so I'm going to take it as gospel. But they can make a very compelling argument biblically. But do your own research and determine for yourself. We live in, biblically, they're going to say, and I've seen these guys, I'm not saying I agree with them. I I agree with Caleb and all of us in the room here. If Nasara happens, I'm going to be the one jumping up and down saying, hell yeah, it's about damn time. We've gotten rid of evil. We've gotten rid of pedophilia. We've gotten rid of these satanic, horrible but people. But how do we really know? Like, how do we know what side of the ledger to be on? Because everything is so cloudy. Everything is It's so- exactly my point. When they bring, when they finally, that's why I said 2022. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen next month or three months from now or, or, or in February. It's ultimately going to come to a head where where the powers, the real powers that be, say, okay, we're done screwing around with you fringe right-wing people that are refusing to jump on board, that are trying to kill everybody. Now it's time, ultimately we're saying it's time to make a decision. I think it's definitely going to be in your face. No, I don't think Nasara is going to be, you can't strip away my salvation but at that point you're just you're, because somebody took put, my bank debt. am i getting put into an internment camp in kansas at that point because i didn't agree and, and so let me make a few points really fast i'm going to try to wrap some things together when here. did you get here? so you just made a really you just made a really good point of can you just strip my salvation away there's no stripping away of no. your salvation unless you're denying christ like a bit to his face but of, you can strip you know, away I my freedoms yeah. if i declare my belief and my position of salvation right that, if, that's it, what if I'm it gets at. to that yeah. point yeah so what i'm so what i'm saying is uh, so go to to your point really fast or actually let me hit this first so let me give you an example the first the acts church we know when they were living in rome paul and everything that the roman empire was the biggest empire at that time conquered most of the known world and that's what the christians were living in they were being heavily persecuted and at that time they couldn't buy if you were a christian and they knew 
it, you couldn't buy things, you couldn't trade, you couldn't go out and, and poop without getting killed. And what they would do is if they found out you were a Christian, you couldn't and you poop were in a, without getting killed. Yeah, listen, if you were Holy if crap. you were a Christian and you were in the marketplace no, and, they, and they said this person is a Christian, you would literally be crucified on a on a street corner so everybody could see it. And it's they would put up signs that said, "Look at the Christians. Where is their God?" Things like that. And so when I'm hearing this stuff about like they might take my stuff away and that means that Jesus is coming back. I, I'm fighting against that just as much as the next guy. But at the same time, I have to think that the church before me was persecuted for being a Christian in the same way for not saying they were, because if they said they were a Christian, well, good. You can't buy anything. And not only that, I'm going to crucify you right now. Right. I mean, what's so that? Right now, and, not buying it, something, it's like a paper cut compared to what they had to go through. Exactly. Exactly. And so I'm thinking to them, and I'm like, God, thank you that I wasn't even living in that time, Jesus, because this is going to be crap that I'm about to have to go through here okay. if that ever happens. So we're an hour and 30 minutes in. We, we promised everybody we'd stop at an hour and 20 and then be silly for those who wanted to straggle. To bring a fine point to the end of this, so yes, draw it in. Let, let can, the can, final answer here. If Nasara, if if Trump gets on the plane, everything goes dark, and he announces on the emergency broadcast system that Nasara is in effect. We all wake up tomorrow, and our student loans and our mortgages evaporate. Everything goes to Woo-hoo. this incredible age of prosperity, which I hope it does. And finally, you know, we've vanquished evil, and good takes its place for the first time in in uh, hundreds of years that's okay that can happen so yes i'm going to say it can happen and here's why is because there's nothing unbiblical about god's people living in prosperity in any kind of way anybody that tells you that tell unless them, you're benny t- hen tell them say yeah t- tell them say where do you get that in the bible that there can't be a time that we live in peace and prosperity so you you made the comment of what what side who do we even side with and who do we so as a believer i have to side with number one trump has more biblical principles than any other person that's running for president so because of that i'm going to go for him and as long as when he if he enacts nasara if those principles are still in place and he's trying to bust down pedophiles bust down whatever these sex trafficking rings things that are against the character of God, then why would I argue something? Because the Antichrist and people that are good, they won't do things that God is for. It'll be totally opposite of what he wants. So what I'm saying is, is that there can be prosperity as long as the biblical principles are still there. Okay, so to wrap it up. <laughs> are we really wrapping up or are we going to go like 30 minutes longer as usual? You're a guest here. <laughs> You need to shut no, your mouth. No, I want. Oh my gosh, the disrespect. Um, I can't work we're in slimming. these conditions. Open the door. Let's swim in real quick. We're going to stop, and then it can turn into the Sid show at that point. Yes, I don't care because I'm Poor just here Jason for the ride. Jason didn't have a chance. You like, know, I have my I hand up like 27 forward. times, and, I, and I usually shut up, Jason. <laughs> I look forward to hearing from him too. Okay. Um, I, I, I the, to be fair. We have not let Caleb talk enough in episodes one and two, and it was time for him to go off. And thank God he did, because you know way more about this than I could ever imagine. And Houston as well brought some phenomenal points, and I just enjoyed kind of listening today. It was great. I'm glad and he has a view on Q now. You know, finally we, he's. I was sending a them text messages literally where I had a friend <laughs> listening to the podcast. Says, "I like your buddy who doesn't know who Q is." <laughs> <laughs> Who did so, I say it was? I'm on what kind of podcast again? What I, is it? I have a feeling am that... Am I Joe Biden? What, where am I right is now? This, this is episode three. I have a feeling we're going to be 
bleeding into episode four more about this. And that's fine because we don't really have, you know, there, there's no set agenda with what we do. Well, I'll be honest. Like I, I enjoy just listening and learning a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was great. Right. I, I, there was several, I mean, I turned off my laptop and put my phone away, you know, 45 minutes ago and it was great just to kick back and, and get some of my questions answered because I really, you know, I worry about this shit. I worry about this shit. That's why there is this podcast. That is why we do this. Because I worry about this shit and I want to get the word out there. And it's our our job to help maybe awaken other people. And what Caleb said here at the end, we've got to say is, I don't give a shit if you like everything about Donald Trump, if you believe the CNN bullshit narrative, if Joe Sleepy Biden gets elected, he is just a puppet. He might as well be a house cat being controlled by the most incredible amount of evil ever, ever comprised on this planet. So think about that when you walk into the voting booth, if you're allowed to and push that red button, because at the very minimum, the way I see this is at least gives us four more years of at least some semblance of constitutional freedom to be able to get our collective shit together to prepare what may be inevitable or Trump, everything about Trump and Nassara is true, and he does bring us into an era of prosperity. And lastly, maybe he needs that second term in order to bring it about. So, you know, I think we all know who's got my vote. And then if that all withers away and is all bullshit, then, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll try to, you know, navigate this dystopian world, whatever it becomes at that point. But uh, well, I like, I, I I like can... what you were bringing up, too, with the. Uh predestination i want to get into that next yeah, that, episode a little bit because because oh, i think I that goes talk about that too so, yeah. predestination so, so that's thoughts, a really fun final thing thoughts. final thoughts final thoughts houston my, my final thought is i want nasara to be real who the hell doesn't because i want it and i want it to work the way we're feeling like it does because i want to look to about 20 clients right now and go fuck you <laughs> I, I want to get a goddamn <laughs> nap right now <laughs> can i take a nap right now and not work 120 hours a week trying to keep you happy yeah. it's you know just to calm good down. people are killing themselves and not getting the credit they deserve and i agree with that 100 caleb final thoughts as the man who took over the show and killed it my final thoughts would be that yeah i hope that nasara if it's something that sticks to biblical principles then sure i'm all for it 100 percent all right, Jason, who said nothing today. Oh, my final today. thoughts are, um, what's a mortgage? <laughs> <laughs> I just pay cash for everything. I... Episode four, ladies and gentlemen, what is a mortgage? <laughs> We're going to walk through that. Uh, my final Which thoughts are... Which one do you are, want to talk about? The first, second, or third? Uh, my final thoughts are exactly the same as Houston's. I hope it's all true, and, and I hope good finally gets its day um, because it hasn't happened in my lifetime, and uh, I think it's long overdue. And at the very minimum, you know, if, if this brings about exposing these sex trafficking rings and the and the pedophilia and the, the satanic cult cabal that's been you know ruling this uh this world for so many multiple decades if this if this injustice can be brought down then i'm all for it and i can't think i can't imagine that there could be anything bad about that so um hey episode three's it's a wrap and right can. and and i'm and i'm sure we'll we'll trickle off into episode four but uh, so if you're listening out there the good uh, the, the the what we planned on is done and now if anybody just wants to bullshit for the next few minutes i've got a few so minutes, if you're sitting so. in your garage in the car listen to this because you don't want to listen to it in the house because you're afraid the wife is going to go what the hell are you listening to right and by the way, if you do that, turn your car off. Don't sit in the garage like I do, yeah. running your engine like I'm. We can't afford to lose another yeah. listener. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Houston said, my favorite time of day is when I roll my windows down in my yeah. garage and <laughs> exactly. keep my car cranked up. I just I just get close to death and I wake myself back up. I don't <laughs> want to change our, our tagline from 11 listeners can't be wrong to 10 listeners can't be wrong. So stay safe out there. Keep your garage door open. And uh, tune in next time. Uh, invite your friends. Tell your enemies. And uh, we appreciate your support. Please leave a review. Please go to our Twitter. Please go to the website. And let us know what you want from us. So we are officially, uh, the business of today is closed. Does anybody want to talk shit now? Oh, Please. absolutely. <laughs> Jason. What kind of stuff you want to talk about? I was promised huh? it was going to be the oh, Sid show. Oh, yes, the Sid so, show. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What do you want right, to talk so about? All right. So I think Sid and Jason need to go back and forth for okay, a little bit Okay, so here. what you got? Throw something at me. I mean... I don't. I don't know. You start us off here. Sorry, well, no, you. It's the Sid show. Are you yeah, going to introduce me? Or? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what are your thoughts, Jason? Because you really didn't get to say a whole lot about. You raised your little you know, monkey hand. I, I raised yeah, my hand did. like eighty-seven yeah. times, and it just went like, yeah. Jason just yeah. wants to talk about nine eleven. It's like, listen, this is the sorry stuff is cool, but did you see those videos of the plane? <laughs> my favorite part of the podcast was the PB Herman thing. Like, <laughs> and what's that word? <laughs> provocative ah! yeah so no that's what did um, Pee Wee get busted for did, what did he like, um, like masturbating, masturbating in a movie theater in, a, yeah. in an adult well, the name theater. like Pee Wee <laughs> yes so it, it, it probably was not I, I, I'm not I want to go out on a limb here and say that he is not a child that he's not a pedophile I hope not at least because our okay, what, what is your what is your basis him. for not thinking Pee Wee is a pedo? It's too obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it'll end it, up he's clean. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I male. mean masturbating in an adult movie Where theater. We finally out? got Sid to say masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> that was the goal of today. It was the only reason we're here. We all made bets. We said, how long is it going to take to make Sid say masturbate? I touched myself vigorously in an adult theater. Where else am I supposed to do this? If a man, a man, America is not a free country. Hey, it? Caleb, I mean, is masturbation a sin? Okay. Oh, wow. This oh, is going to get into gosh, a, no. this is going to get into a really deep, oh. <laughs> that literally, Episode it's going to get into a really deep, now we're going to have to talk about Because I'm fine because I don't, so I'm okay. <laughs> but, okay. So, That's what they all so, say. So here, wow, we're going to go into this. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. So I thought this was Jason's time. Yeah, Jason, is masturbating a sin? You tell Absolutely me. not. <laughs> no <Okay>. way. <laughs> For context, Jason, do you regularly masturbate? Um... Define regularly. It's like, all relative. Several times a day? No, no, Lord. No. Daily. I'm 46, dude. Now, I'm 46 hydrate. this week. Yeah, you know, I had a birthday this week. Oh, I, I, happy, I birthday. happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so. You bring that up. What, once a month? Uh, He's no. uncomfortable because I'm in the room. But You've already it, said your wife doesn't listen, so you can say. Oh, yeah, she doesn't say. Yeah, um, I'd say. Generally, three times a week, probably. That's, Dang, that's probably boy, par. get it. Yeah. It's probably par. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's normal. Uh, assisted or unassisted? Well, no, if it's masturbation, that's. It can be definition. assisted. Well, yeah. not if somebody's watching you. Oh, oh, like the or guy. Whose window are you outside of? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's still masturbation if it's assisted. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is yeah. that? I'm pretty sure. Well, you would know. You're the you're the you're the scholar here. I so, mean, I'm, so, I'm just, so I mean, is it a sin or not, Caleb? Final answer. So, so I'm gonna are I'm gonna, gonna say there's two gonna there's pull, two different contexts to it. Are you gonna I'm gonna say when another person is doing out. I'm gonna say <laughs> that in the context of marriage, number one, it's different because if another person is doing it to you, then that is in your marriage. Then no, of course. But 
Okay, here's the problem with masturbation in itself is that we see it as it's a self-pleasing act that is only for you, right? And, and of course, you could say, well, you know, it's just, it's natural, it's whatever else. But at the same time, as a believer, I'm not telling you that it's a, a sin necessarily, but I'm saying that as a believer, we're supposed to stay away from the things that are all about me, 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 I, I, I. So even, in the, a, even in the context of mar- doctrine, doctrine. Even in the context of marital sex, it's supposed to be a mutual thing. Let me, let me just this, debunk this still that minor right doctrine, here. Right? But then that's not masturbation. That's just sex. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm talking about if, if it's assisted. I'm well, here, okay. I'm going to debunk this in 10 seconds. Okay. You ready? All right, so all about me. Now, when I eat a cheeseburger, that's all about me. <laughs> so is eating a cheeseburger a sin as well? That's are gluttony. You, are gluttony. you rubbing it on your genitalia? No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, but I'm just going with the all about me yeah, statement yeah, yeah. that was made. The, so the Bible also out. makes a statement of a man not letting his seed fall to the ground. I knew that was coming. So, I knew so if you catch it, it's okay. Yeah, if it's, it's in a sock. So, so if you catch it in your hand, I guess, I mean, I don't know. Well, I shove it back in. Well, you know the Southern Baptists, they throw the three G's under the rug, gossip gluttony and um greed so right it, it, and like i said again in the same way is it a sin like any of those things okay yeah. so i guess but but is it but and no way am i ever going to condone sin but it's the same as that so if if you're masturbating and you're thinking of your spouse is it a sin or if you're masturbating and you're thinking about uh jennifer aniston is it a sin Wow! Wow! Where where are we even going? I don't, I, <laughs> this is like is is mass. Hey, when um, I'm now I'm thinking about my listen, wife. Though. Listen, hold on. <laughs> Bucky on Twitter wants to know. Bucky on Twitter wants to know. All right. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say that as far as it, if it's a sin, I'm gonna say that you need to take that to the Lord with your own personal convictions because there's gonna be different. Convictions. So you're evading the question. No, because Paul He's even talks. Right. Yeah, listen, because because Paul said because Paul says that. There are convictions that some have that others don't, and to them it's a sin, and to the other it's not. But if you're thinking of your wife, how could it be a sin? I mean, because you might be thinking married. about what she won't do. Sid had a very provocative question there with the masturbation. Yeah! <laughs> okay, what, what, one more question for the ladies that are listening. One for okay, the ladies. so. There's some it, ladies listening it, to us? I don't know anything about lady I'm masturbation. Sure. Oh, I guarantee you there's yeah. not one, one single lady for listening the to ladies. this show. I'm a lady, sort of. Okay, so. All right, so it's we talk about the spilling of the seed, masturbating with men, but there is no spilling of the seed. I think this conversation is going to make me want to spill my seed. <laughs> so, oh my okay, all right, here so, comes so. the circle jerk. I'm can, I, can I play I this mean, back? Can I play this back later? <laughs> so, I'm glad I got this on 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 uh, tape. What do we call this? I know this? a lot of things. I know a lot of things in the Bible are metaphorical, so you know we can't just take them for exactly what it says. But like, I mean, women do not spill seed, right? So, well, they're not supposed to do anything. They're just. So yeah, I mean, it's so taboo. Uh, what, what talk I'm, about what, women all I'm equating masturbation oh to is that. It's not saying that it's a, you know, I'm not telling you that the Bible says that it's blatantly a sin. All I am equating masturbation to is that it is a self-serving act that as a believer we're called to. I love self-serving. Right. Well, listen, as a a human, everybody loves self-serving. That's why most mega churches are the ones that don't tell you anything about the wrath of God. They just tell you about how good you are, how awesome your life is. My granddad's philosophy was everything in moderation. So that's what I'm, my takeaway. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. 
A little bit of poison's okay. A little bit of happy's okay. Now, I'm going to go back to the, the, the qualifier word you used in the sense natural. So do you mean organic masturbation or free range masturbation? Or is that what you mean by natural? No, I mean, I mean, your primal nature of wanting to plant a seed. Organic USDA approved. So you didn't use Roundup when you jerked off. All I know is that Rob said that he doesn't masturbate, so I think Nancy is just all all over the job. Or something. What can I, I mean, say? I've got thing. a very horny wife. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Why do you think I married that shit? This show is sponsored by Nancy. <laughs> 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 all right. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we just awkward, had that awkward weird silence. conversation. Yeah. Of she doesn't listen. It's okay. Caleb, you, you like the hard questions, buddy. I mean, they're like I mean, they come. I at, mean, well, what I'm saying is like even with that is that. Yeah, that's a hard question, but that's one of those things that there are multiple times in the Bible where it, it falls into the you know category of you having to seek that out for yourself, and I can't give you a definitive answer. If I tried to give you a definitive answer on that, then I would be lying to you as to what the Scripture said, and then I'm in error. So I'm I'm saying go look for that yourself, and I mean, whatever. You know? My Bible said go go for it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a couple of things that I wanted to touch on, you know, from the last couple of episodes oh um, god uh, we don't do that we don't backtrack this yes <laughs> callbacks yes callbacks um so i have noticed that Corey Haim and, and Corey feldman have of course Haim has passed away but Corey feldman there is a lot of awareness right now specifically around him um and then of course charlie sheen with Haim and 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 all that so why why now? Is well, it specifically the, because of it's Q? been brought to light? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. There's but a there, okay there's such an awareness it. of it now. Brought on Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Uh, yes. Is tweeting the out. Oscars. Tweeting the Oscars. Did you read? Any yeah, of absolutely. And you've even got uh, there's a lot coming back now. Who's the guy that did the monologue at the Golden Globes? Uh, the oh, comedian Ricky, Jervis. Uh, Ricky Ricky Gervais or whatever. I love yeah. him. You know. Tell me he's not a pedophile. No, oh, it's no. actually okay, great, it's actually great, coming great. out more and more that that was very calculated what mm. he did. And he recently, what was it, a tweet? A tweet they talked yeah. about, you know, Hollywood stopped he, fucking children. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. He's some, that was a great show, blah, blah. Now stop, stop raping kids, basically. Yeah. Okay, what's the guy's name? Rami Malik? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you, as Mr. you Robot. know, uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin said that he drinks kid blood. Yeah. Which Adrenochrome, is, yeah. Yeah, which is hilarious. Cause yeah, he I mean, looked, he actually looks the part. That's currency. I mean, th- they were talking about uh, even Tom Cruise. You know, they were talking about, you know, something allegedly he consumes adrenochrome. And but they made a point to say that that doesn't mean that you're murdering children and raping them. You can buy the shit. And when you've got unlimited financial resources and somebody says, oh, there's a fresh batch, I'll mail you 10 vials for 40 grand. I don't need to know how the hot dogs are made. Yeah. And then so uh, that's another thing that, you know, doesn't. These QAnon followers, these people on Instagram that think if you've ever made a damn movie, you're raping children. Yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> there are the big ringleaders, the people that go over the top that 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 find not only do I need the stuff, <laughs> but I have to participate in the act that gets the stuff because I'm so fucking sick that that gets me off. But then I think there's a great multitude of people who have unlimited resources in politics and in, in, in Hollywood and the music industry, because what what is the most 
addictive thing to these people, youth. They want to stay young and famous and relevant until the day they die. Rock stars and movie stars, they want to be their 25-year-old self forever. I mean, look at Cher. Look at all these people who, who stay looking young. And then you see the pictures of Johnny Depp now as opposed to Johnny Depp just two years ago. And God, who's the, the crazy bitch with the effed up children's clothing line Celine Dion mm. look at her now she looks like freaking Skeletor yeah uh, and well, then like just a year ago she looks like she's freaking 37 yeah like yeah. with anything there's a spectrum yeah far left far right some of them you know it's just anybody can fall on anything sure. can be measured as a spectrum yeah. so. well they say that you know, the rumor is that Trump is only surrounded by a very small handful of people that he trusts yeah. because you know all these assholes on the right are no different from George Bush and uh, uh, what was his name, Carl Rove, and all these Republican assholes who are no better than the Obamas and the Clintons of the world. So, so something that Houston and I talked about last week was, you know, because I started, I, I've been kind of diving into this stuff, um, but just not as deep as you guys. But um, so, There's you a know, joke to, in there somewhere, yeah. Um, that's what she said. Yeah. Um, so there's two kind of sides to this. There's when when you are in Hollywood, it's either you are in it and, you know, you're they're afraid you're going to expose them. So you die, you know, from whatever means. Everything's or you're, or yeah. you're blackmail. It's all about blackmail. Or, you know, you're against it and then you die. So we look at Avicii. Um, you know, uh, the guy from Lincoln Park, um, Chris Cornell. Cornell, yeah. And then you've got Robin Williams, how, you know, what side was he on? Supposedly he was funding anti-pedophilia things, yeah, yeah, but then, death but then you find him asphyxiated, you know, he's in how that, he died. right. Yeah. How he died. He died, su- you know, suicide but he was like in a very sexual position. So it's like, did they stage it that way so that you would then question? It goes back to the whole send a message, you know, whole mob. Discredit. Kind of a thing. So that's where my question comes in. How do we know the truth? Oh shit, we don't know. We can just follow the breadcrumbs we're given. And isn't the whole QAnon movement just the bringing, exposing? And leaving those breadcrumbs to to bring the general public well, see, into at, this digital yeah, I army. The that, whole, I look at that whole thing no different than a parent raising a child. If QAnon, Q and QAnon, they're a type of parent that's trying to show us where to get to. And at some point they go, I got to step out. You're on your own now. You've got to do this yourself. Right. You, no, so they can only do this so long. So once, let's say all this falls into place and yay, Jubilee, we're here. Then it's like, all right, now I gave it back to you. Don't go screw it up. You know, hold the course. But that's going to be up to you to hold the course. I can't sit here and do it for you. I already did that. I did my job. I cleaned it up. Now stay the course. And that comes down to us as individuals making those decisions. And that's what I meant earlier by we're all still flawed people. So we just got to stay on top of it or we're just going to let it fail again. And somebody else is going to step in control and put us right back where we were. Yep. Okay. Well, this isn't fun anymore. 
Oh, it's not. The Sid show's not fun. The Sid show... You was, suck. The, the, the Sid show You're was, just jealous because no, we, I got we, to talk a little bit more. It was a lot than, more fun when you wanted to know about masturbation. I, I, and, and the floor is still open, my friend. And then we got to pedophiles and it got serious and depressing. And so uh, we've kept these poor people to, to two hours again. After I told everybody we keep it. You have to listen beyond the 120. Well, though. you're right about that. I mean, we were going to put this extra whoa, stuff whoa, whoa, on a Patreon, up. but they're they getting it all for free. They don't have to listen beyond the first all. 10 seconds. Exactly. Really. I mean. But as a listener, I have to tell you, I would have been thankful had you guys went three hours or whatever. I could listen to your soothing voices. Oh, we got all day. killed for being like so long on the first one. I mean, yeah, people we got are like, nah, it's way too long, way too long. No, what yeah. the hell? We did. Are they your listeners? Oh, I guess. I don't know. Once. That one guy. That one guy said yeah. he listened to it. It's too long. <laughs> they turned it on. They saw the two-hour timer on it. They said, "Oh heck no! I'm turning this off." Who has two? We hours? didn't even choose a topic for next. Well, time. my wife just texted me and told me, asked me if I'd left yet because I'm supposed to be pulling up at Walmart to pick up an online order because I can't go in because they make you wear a stupid mask. And Walmart. of course, I lied and said, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm getting getting ready to walk out the door." So in the car. I'm, I'm in the car. Sponsored so. by Nancy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think it's time to wrap it up. But Sid, you can come back anytime. Sweet. We do this every I Friday. Can't. Well, Houston's you know, I'm been starting t- a job on Monday. So unless you oh. guys move. Did you your, tell them that uh, you can't work Fridays? I did not. Well, I did not. You messed up. I'm at the mercy of the man now. So, oh. you know. All right. Well, no more Sid. That was short-lived. <laughs> well, I have student well, loans now, so unless Nassara hurries the hell up. If, so if Nassara gets enacted, you're back in. Exactly. Okay, well, good. I won't, we I have won't something work. else to be excited yeah. about So and look forward to. So, All right, we've kept you guys long enough. Episode three is in the books. We'll be back next Friday. Hopefully, it'll be up on Saturday uh, for episode four. God knows what that's going to be. Topic to be determined. Uh, topic to be determined. So say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Bye.